Hi, welcome to The Kicker. I'm Kyle Pope, editor and publisher of the Columbia Journalism Review. This week, covering communities that don't usually get covered. We at CJR and other media critics have written a lot about how the media overcovers a very small number of stories. Trump, and for a while it was Mueller, and it's always celebrity, and there's vast stories, usually involving communities of color or just underrepresented communities that just don't get any attention. So we're always thrilled when we find somebody who's trying to do something about that. We had a terrific piece this week in CJR written by Emma Whitford about a reporter at a local television station in New York, PIX11, named Monica Morales, who writes exclusively about public housing in New York City. It was a terrific piece. I'm so thrilled to have both Emma and Monica here. Welcome to you both. Thanks for Thank having you, us. Thank you, Kyle. What an so, honor. So, Monica, you were just saying before we started, you were talking to the public advocate for New York about a new public housing effort that's underway. What was that? What What, what are they doing? Yeah, he's starting a task force led by tenants. And, you know, uh, for so many months now, almost two years, um, we've been covering the stories of the people of public housing, uh, known as NYCHA. And we do a lot of Facebook Live. And uh, I think viewers and people appreciate that because it's just the real, raw story. And it's just me pointing the phone at public officials. And, you know, the, it could be just a mom that needs a new stove, or it could be Jamani Williams, who happens to be the public advocate, and he had security with them. You know, it, it could be somebody as high as the mayor, which we did, I'd say, about a dozen times. We, we did Facebook Lives with him at press conferences because he still won't talk to me. I hope he'll talk to me live one day, one-on-one. Yeah. Before we get into how you do your job, Emma, tell me how you discovered Monica and sort of what was interesting to you about that as a as a media story. Yeah, so I was actually out uh, fishing for a different story about public housing. Uh, I think in the winter, early 2018. So I went to a church uptown in Manhattan. I think it was in Harlem. Um, and PIX11 was hosting this town hall, and a tenant leader had said this was a good pl- would be a good place for me to go to meet residents. Um, and I just walked into this church, and the pews are full, and Monica was presiding. And <laughs> I had um, I had it never. Was <laughs> it was snowing, Emma. Presiding. <laughs> well, snowing. Monica was yeah. It was it was snowing, so it was cold. Um, and and Monica was hosting this event, and just. Every resident I talked to was just like, oh, Monica this, Monica that, and sort of treated her with this reverence and friendship. Um, and then as the evening proceeded, the whole premise of the event was getting questions directly from residents to public officials. Um, and the way that Monica like followed the lead of the questioning and really let residents like run the show um, really struck me. And then I think a few months later, I saw a bus ad um, for PIX11 talking specifically about NYCHA coverage. And I was like, there's something here. Like, they really seem to be focusing on this, and Monica specifically. So that got me interested. Wow. You know, it's not about politicians. It's not about other journalists. It's about, you know, telling the real stories of people and getting effective, positive social change, which sounds kind of cheesy, but it's true. That's the essence of what we do. I'm interested in your in how you came to this story. But before we do that, I mean, you, this thing that you just talked about, about, you know, our role as journalists is to oh, like yeah. is, is to like foster change and make people's lives better. Um, I, I believe that. And I think that some of the mm-hmm. great journalism in our time, whether it's the coverage of segregation and civil rights or yeah. Vietnam War or Watergate or whatever, has 
has mm. been about reporters recognizing something's wrong and reporting it and then the result being a change in policy or change in law. There is still a hesitance about right. all that, though, in some yes. corners of journalism where people say you're more of an activist than yes. a journalist. I don't buy it. And in fact, we're, we're right in the middle right now. CJR is, is like making a big push to get people to do better when it comes to climate coverage. And, yes. and we're hearing a lot of that feedback, like, oh, that seems mm-hmm. like activism. We're like, no, it's not. It's just reporting. No. Yes. But how yes. do you navigate that? Truth. How do you navigate that? And how do you fight against that? Got it. You know, it's, it's funny um, you say that because it's exactly how I feel and it's exactly what I'm sensing. And I'm in the community every single day and we're talking every age group, every race. I talk to everybody. There's a new hunger for social justice. And for me, there's nothing more important to talk about than housing right now, especially mm. affordable housing slash public housing, whatever you want to call it. People are struggling, and it's such a visual story Mm -hmm. that I will go in with my phone, I will go in with my camera, and literally you see it. You see the buildings. You see the conditions. But a lot of the politicians I talk to have never, don't go very much, (laughs) obviously. And they're the ones that are shaping the policy. They're the ones that are shaping the sense of urgency, and that's what disturbs me. Reality out on the streets doesn't match the stories that are being told, doesn't match what politicians are saying. So I think that's why we are so important, is that we are that bridge. And only a few of us are able to do it, you know. But the the beautiful part of it is we always go back. And not a lot of stations do that. You know, you touch and go, you touch and go. But for me, um, the magic of what we do is we go back. And um, and I like how Emma put it in the piece. She said, you know, it creates this relationship where if you fix it, you're going to look good. Emma, you grew up in a family of journalists or your your Mm -hmm. father was a journalist and and, and of the I mean, not to date him because he's (laughs) my age, um, but sort of traditional, you know, um, straightforward time ink style of journalism. How, How have you thought about this, about about a role like somebody like Monica? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I was talking to some um, television news experts at some journalism schools around the country when I was reporting this story. And early on, my thought was like, okay, this style of like, quote unquote, advocacy journalism is maybe something new. Um, But uh, what I heard actually is that the style is kind of traditional for television, Um, the sort of you know, action reporting where we identify a problem and we fix it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's really unique about what Monica has done and really unusual is just homing that in on one specific area, which is public housing. Um, And to do that in New York City, which has the largest public housing population in the whole country, I think is is really special. um, Before you started reporting this story, how much time had you spent? Because you've been a local reporter in New York. How much time had you spent in public housing? Right. Uh, Well, it's also that, too, is like a resources question. Um, You know, I used to work at a local newsroom um, where I was one of probably three general assignment reporters. And I thought that I covered housing pretty regularly. But um, the ability to be doing that, you know, multiple times a week is what I think is uh, quite rare. Um, So. Monica, how um, wh- what do you bring to this in terms of your own background? Because y- you didn't grow up in public housing yourself, right? No, right. No. So, what is the? How did you get connected to this story? Yeah. Um, well, I have a very un- unusual background. I'm half Bolivian, half Norwegian. Maybe it's not unusual. Maybe everybody's from different places. I'm half Bolivian and half Norwegian myself. Oh, <laughs> 
well, I'm not actually. I but. know, but the, you know, it, it, they're like fire and ice. And um, <laughs> my father is like he's this tall, blue-eyed, handsome guy um, who came from Norway and has a PhD in LLM. And What's he's LLM? A, he's uh, oh gosh, I think it's illegal. I think he can actually practice. He practices law. He okay. practices law. Well, okay. now he's in a nursing home. And then my my mom it was is was Bolivian, and she was um, passionate and Catholic and uh, an undocumented immigrant for mm. ver- uh, several years. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, they both came from very poor beginnings. And uh, I'd like to say we grew up in Chicago, me and my sister, and we learned early on that um, we didn't have a lot of money, but uh, my mom, I have to say she wasn't educated, but she was a lot smarter than my father, you know, and a lot street smart. (laughs) And I think for me, I bring that to every story that I do. Uh, I'm very, I'm very, I'm fighting for my mom. You know, I think it's kind of like almost therapy for me in a a little way, (laughs) because my mom struggled a lot to get heard. Her voice was not heard, whether it was my dad squashing it, um, he was an, an active alcoholic, or whether it was a doctor that was telling her something about me, and she said, I don't believe you. I'm going to get a second opinion. She was very strong. I'm sorry, what, what age was she when she came to the U.S.? I, you know, I don't know a lot about the details, but I believe she was a teenager. So did she have, did she speak English? She came by herself. No, she learned English through watching television. Oh. Interesting you're asking that. Yeah. And so uh, I grew up watching a lot of TV. Uh-huh. So maybe that's why I'm on, I'm not sure. I don't know. I can't do a psychoanalysis of myself, but I can that's tell you That's what this that, is for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she died of cancer recently. Oh, I'm so. sorry. No, but, you know, wa- watching her, you know, watching her, really has impacted me. And I, I told Emma this. I said, it's, it's deeply personal to me. And maybe that's a good thing. Because mm. um, I do understand. I know what it's like not to have food in the fridge sometimes. I know what it's like not to have uh, security about where you live. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's important. I think it's important to have some sort of compassion when you come to these stories. Um, I have photographers, too, that come with me, and they also have their own stories yeah. and backgrounds. And I think that always um, colors the picture, and yeah. it, it changes the way you tell a story. I mean, not to, I mean, honestly, not trying to carry this psychotherapy thing too far, but, <laughs> but, but, Emma, how did you see, like, just what she described, how did you see that play out in when you were watching Monica work? The cool thing about going with a camera crew and watching them work is you see what happens off camera. Um, and I got to observe, you know, the connection that Monica could quickly make. Um, you know, in some ways, she has this sort of formula that she does where, you know, she responds to a specific issue in an apartment and she goes in. And you've only got a little bit of time to get the right takes and you have to make sure that the person you're interviewing is comfortable with the camera. But within that tight, you know, 30 minute window, she's very good at um making a connection with who she's talking to. And that could be about, you know, something entirely tangential to the issue at hand. Um, in my lead, the the woman who Monica was reporting on that the day that I went out with her happened to be um, a really successful and talented musician um, who uh, was an original member of this very famous 80s band called ESG, um, which Monica had not heard of. But 
you know. I got a lot of pushback on Twitter and, and Facebook and my friends for that. For They're not like, having heard not of ESG. I that band was. I was like, oh, great, Emma. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. But, um, but yeah, I, you know, so they made this connection over music and listened to some of the interview subjects, you know, YouTube videos of the songs. And immediately you could see the, the sort of comfort there. So that was interesting. And mind you, they don't, they, they don't trust the media and they don't trust politicians they don't trust a lot of the city officials because they've been you know for years struggling and fighting the city so lied to yeah yeah lied thank you lied to yeah so it does take that kind of um i don't know what it is it's like this intangible like i can't describe it but you 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 you're almost there and you 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 say i i understand and i'm gonna try to tell your story as as best as possible so that you can get some sort of action in your home for real. Like this isn't like, you know, a false promise, like, and we're going to come back. And a lot of times they don't believe you at Mm -hmm. first, or even, even when you're in their apartment and mind you, we're having this conversation, right, Emma, where where there's a bubble over our head, you know, where there's like water that has Mm -hmm. been coming out of her ceiling and her bathroom is, is a wreck. So it's like, she's living in these conditions. So Mm -hmm. it's like amazing the Mm -hmm. courage and the strength of the, of especially the women and the moms that I talk to who live in these conditions every single day. They have small children and they're, they have jobs, you know, one or two jobs Mm -hmm. usually, and they have to fight the city. I mean, it's unbelievable to me. Um, the, the characters that I've met and the courage that I've seen. So, Monica, why do you, I mean, I thought Emma did a pretty good job trying to establish in the piece that, you know, that you basically, the best that we could determine, you're sort of the only full-time mm-hmm. local mm-hmm. TV reporter in the country who has this as a beat. Uh, there are other people, obviously, who do it, but nobody with your intensity. Yeah. Why do you think that is? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, why do you think this is something that more TV stations haven't embraced? Mm-hmm. Well, I think resources is a big, a big reason. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're strapped for resources sometimes too. Like we need, yeah. we need I don't think resources is the answer because as you say, you know, you guys aren't swimming in, in resources. people. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've always been, my, my husband even tells me like, can you just calm down a little bit? <laughs> like sometimes you have to have that sense of like, I need to do this mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. you know? And I hate to say, I get that from my mother. She's Hispanic. I get that from her. And, and, and I talk to my managers like that. Like, this mm-hmm. is something that's really important. So it starts maybe with that, just that little, you know, tidbit. And then it's managers that also come from similar backgrounds live. Mm-hmm. They're New Yorkers. Mm-hmm. They see it for themselves. But it, it is, it's just this um, perfect storm for us here where I just had the perfect management team that, that got, like, took me seriously and and then when we got pushback and we did get pushback, they we kept on the course. Now I I go to press conferences where Emma's seen you know we're the only crew there. Um, now I'm seeing other stations who are doing you know public you know housing issues and you know not to say that they're following our lead, but I, I'd like to think that when one of us starts doing it, it's a very competitive environment where they start to say, wow, maybe, you know, this it is a good, these are great stories. These yeah. are incredible stories. Yeah. It's amazing to me that you said that de Blasio hasn't sat down with you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. I mean, thank you. What is the, um, what is the explanation for that? You would have to ask his, his press, he has a new press team in, in, in place. So I, I have put a request in, and I'm really hoping that he will decide to sit down with me and talk about public housing. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. 
Yeah, um, there was a there was a point in time when I put in a request every week with this old press team, uh-huh. and I'd put in one almost every day, and I was not uh, I was given answers like no or not now or not, you know the timing isn't right. So uh, finally, you know, Monica, the the way oftentimes in TV and in media in general, you know, people stay at a station like Pix Eleven, and then they they do well and then they move on to something else and they move on to a different beat or a or a different market or whatever could what do you could you see yourself doing something different or is or what are you trying to get at i'm just kidding uh, uh, yeah i mean it's obviously a a tough question if if you think your boss may be listening but (laughs) but i am curious they are are. yes yes they are um no, but I, I, that's an interesting question. I've only thought about television, and now it's changed to television social media. Uh-huh. And let me tell you, that is social media is a full-time job. It yeah. really is just, yep. just keeping up with all. And, you know, I get my stories now from social media. Yeah. It's funny. I don't have a hotline. You know how most stations have hotlines? Yeah. I don't need a hotline. I have everything I need on Twitter. So, I mean, honestly, I don't. it's just one more thing to check. I think Social media is a great way to get stories, mm-hmm. and our Facebook show, we have a Facebook show every Wednesday, and people just give us, I mean, it's just, the stories are pouring in, like we're flooded with stories, so that's not, I mean, I wish I could do all of them, uh, and it kind of, social media, you kind of can, you retweet, you tweet, and I've been told by a lot of people, they just mention that they've talked to us or that they've tweeted us, and then they get action, which I, I think that's such a, um, a wonderful thing to hear. Great. yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's really great. Um, and and I you know I really haven't I haven't really put a lot of thought into my next. How long have you been there? How long have you been at Pix? I've been here about eleven years. Oh wow! Been here eleven years. I I love what I'm doing now. I really love what I'm doing now, and I'm fully supported by the station here to do uh, whatever it is I need to do. Yeah. And some and there have been some hard times. I can't go into details, but there have been some hard times with with doing this kind of story. And I still got supported yeah. uh, in in the mission. Emma, has it changed? Has doing this story or thinking about Monica's approach changed the way you think about being a reporter or what a reporter does? Um, well, it's it, the the part of that that resonates for me is the the going back and showing results part, mm-hmm. um, especially as a freelance journalist, mm-hmm. where I have to you know have my hand in like three different things at once, and and when I think about you know, there's some ways freelancing has really worked for me, but whenever I'm like at an interview or talking about full-time employment, I'm just like the the um, the incremental coverage I think is so important. Mm-hmm. And also, um, you know, I, I used to think more about the prestige of the places I was writing, which is great, but I've recently been writing for some um, hyper-local publications and to know that the people impacted by the story are the people reading the story. And I feel like that's what Monica does. The people impacted are the ones watching her on TV. And I just, that's become increasingly important to me. It's great to talk to both of you. Monica, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, You can read Emma's piece, her profile of Monica on CGR.org, as well as tracking everything else we're doing. Thank you for listening. See you next week.